வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ Today's our guest is Damian Lupo from UQRP. Welcome Damian again. Good to be back, man. It's great to great to be here. Yeah, thank you. And you came in episode 25 and shared your experiences about UQRP stuff. Thanks for joining me again. Yeah. A little bit about Damian. Best-selling author of a dozen books on personal finance, investment and retirement strategies. Damian is on a mission to free 1 million people from financial bondage. He hosts the Financial Underdog podcast. ripping conventional wisdom apart for the main street investor looking for truth about money and investing not only has he started 50 plus companies he even founded his own martial art okido damian developed the ultimate investor retirement tool called the eqrp his strategy gives individuals total control of their retirement money to invest in real estate gold and crypto with that damian you want to add anything to your background and would you share exciting stuff from past 12 months in eqrp space Yeah, I mean it's I mean I think the background is it's it's pretty immense just because when I go do things I I go all in and so having started 50 plus companies and building those to varying levels some of them went from 0 to 0 and some of them went into the deep eight figures so it's there's a variety of experiences there the the biggest thing that I've noticed in this in the space that I'm in with the EQRP is is that Congress keeps going and changing things like last year they had the CARES Act which gave people the ability to pull some money out of their retirement accounts and this year it's they're overhauling the tax code maybe the biggest overhaul in history definitely with the retirement space because there's a guy named Peter Thiel who was one of the co-founders of PayPal and he ended up it, people found out he has a 5 billion dollar Roth IRA so congress decided that they wanted to try to r- limit the amount of money people could have in these accounts so they they there's a huge overhaul they're going to restrict people and the legislation is written so that you would not be able to use an IRA for any type of syndication going forward a, a single member LLC for an IRA would be banned and disqualified and so if you have any investments using an IRA in real estate it's it's going to be really important for you to switch those to an EQRP so that you can so your whole IRA is not disqualified and if it gets disqualified the way it's written it will be a taxable event where everything will be taxed in your IRA because it'll be disqualified and if you're under 59 and a half you'll have a 10% penalty so that's even if it's a Roth so really important for for people to get educated right now and pay attention because this is going to it's the biggest change in the retirement space in the last 30 years so really important really big stuff coming up so how soon that will be implemented any idea on that yeah it's so the, the we, we expect it to pass in the next uh, week or two it's reconciliation is a unique thing so the president doesn't even have to sign the bill it just actually it's a process they do for budget stuff and and so we're expecting it to be this next week um it's possible it could get delayed a little bit but it would take it would take effect uh, january 1st of 2022 so in a few months and and so anybody that's in syndications for example it's really important to start planning and not use an ira for any future syndications because it's going to be a potentially disastrous tax bill got it so what happens for existing you know existing syndications so in, in existing syndications can be transferred it's called an in kind rollover and so those those assets the investment can be moved from the ira into an eqrp and at that point there's no tax or penalty when that transfer happens and going forward it would not be subject to any type of disqualification so it's it's a really straightforward fix for anybody that has 
an IRA investment in a syndication. You don't have to sell the syndication. It doesn't have to uh, distribute. You just move the asset over and then you can keep, you can stay stay in the investment going forward. Got it. And thank you. So any other exciting uh, news? Well, I mean, I think the one of the exciting things is that people are are really waking up to the fact that there's opportunities to to be able to use retirement money and be involved in um, in real estate in general. I mean, it's a lot of people have their their money tied up in in retirement accounts and didn't realize that you don't have to be in the stock market. And as as much as the stock market has done some some nice things the last decade, real estate has done better. And I think that for for people realizing that, also the the fact that we have four to five million missing units in the housing market, meaning there's going to be a lot of upward pressure on apartments and housing. And so it's, it, I was talking with Kenny McElroy about this recently. And, and even though it's, it, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of uh, upward price appreciation and things and rent growth and everything, there's a lot of room as, because there's so many there millions of people that need housing. And so it's a, it's a really big opportunity. And if you can tap into their retirement money, it just, it, ta- it gives you unlimited capital. Got it. And thank you. Thank you very much. And so we'll go a little bit from, you know, personal side and your, your transformational moments, earlier, uh, earlier stages of your career. So would you share a little bit more about your transformational moment happened in 2008, you know? Well, I, th- I think transformation starts off with destruction and, and desol- you know, being decimated. And it, it's, we have to really fall for us to transform in many cases because it has to push us out to a place of pain. And if we're if everything is good, we're less likely to want to change everything. And so back in 2008, a lot a lot of people had a really hard time. Um, I was one of them. Lost, you know, had a had a 20 million dollar portfolio that went down by 25 million. So I was I was upside down five million, and that was a really painful process. That it forced me to ask some really different, some big questions like, what really matters? Is is it just the money? And if it's just the money. Um, then you know, then it can it can move up and down, and that, and a lot of us are are focused and fixated, thinking that if we have a certain number, then everything will be fine. Our lives are complete if we have five million dollars, or two million, or ten million. And the reality is, I have friends. I was just speaking with one of them that had a hundred million uh, fifteen years ago, and took the hundred million and took it all the way to zero. So it didn't make him happy. I mean, he had a good time, but it didn't it didn't create the complete fulfillment because. He didn't actually master the money. So I had to ask a, a bigger question, like, is money the focus or is it the side effect? And when, on the other side of that, in 2011, 12, I started to realize that it, it's the money has to be a side effect. It's something that Buckminster Fuller and uh, Ilya Prigogine both talked about where if you can't have your focus being more money because it's never going to be enough. Money has to be a side effect of impact. And what you're, how you're serving humanity, and when when you have a focus on that, and that's what I shifted over to, money became a side effect. It was it was the, the mission to free a million people from financial bondage was it bubbled up out of me when I started asking why am I really here? Like what's the purpose? And for most of us, unfortunately, we're trained that stuff is the purpose, and and getting more stuff and more money and and things is is what we do in America after 9-11, 20 years ago. The president of the United States said the best thing you can do for your country is to go consume, to go shop. So we've been it's, it's we've been misguided in terms of what we're supposed to do. We we tend to spend way too much time and effort on accumulating things instead of having experiences and serving other people. And that was the transformation for me. It was really going into a place of of, of serving versus 
sucking off of the, of the system, meaning I, I was becoming a better contributor versus just a consumer. And, and that's what, that was the biggest transformation. I think we all need more contribution and, and we can still have consumption, but we need to have a circulation between the two. Is that like self-retrospection or some, some books or what exactly help you to come out of that? You know? Well, I, I wrote about this in one of my books called Reinvented Life. And the, the question that I asked for two years during coaching and therapy was, what is true? And, and so it was deep introspection with somebody helping me to pull those things out and challenging whatever I came up with. We can oftentimes think that we know the answer and then we need somebody to say, what else? Let's go deeper. Let's peel another layer back. And the deeper that I went, the more I realized I had just told myself a lot of stories. We have stories from belief systems and from our childhoods that sometimes are not serving us, but they're still sticking with us. And, and I, I spent time challenging all of those narratives and belief systems. So it was, it was a combination of doing a lot of work on myself personally, and then getting help from other people. And, and then really diving into things like George Leonard's book, Mastery, and, uh, and ultimately reading the book Principles by Ray Dalio. And he's just really digging deeper than the surface level success and, and looking for what it meant to be fulfilled. And that was the biggest shift. Cool. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Your passion is like martial arts and you hold fifth degree rank in Yokido, a, a martial art you founded that brings together yoga, Aikido, and Reiki. So would you share a little bit background behind us uh, founding this, uh, this uh, martial arts? Yeah, the, the, the martial art Yokido was, was something that bubbled up whenever you, you do something long enough, especially in martial arts, you start to have your own style. It's just, it, it becomes something that's who you are. And what I, what I realized after studying for, for a dozen years in martial arts and doing multiple years of, of yoga and, and Reiki, that they all fit together in this, in what I called Yokido. And, and so Yokido is this, this art of, of, of tension reduction and going into relationship and really connecting with people. And, and what happens is if you can connect with people and release tension, then conflict goes away naturally. There's, there's no way to have conflict if there's no tension. Tension is what co creates conflict in our bodies, in our businesses, in our lives. And so this, this whole martial art is based on the idea of dropping to center, dropping to, to a, a state of presence. And when you do that with people, it's really interesting on the phone or in a dojo where you're training in martial arts or in a deal. When you're present and you're in relationship, everything becomes very easy. It's, there's, there's no friction. And that's, I found that both physically training and, and in business, they, they're exactly the same thing. Got it. How long are you practicing uh, this martial art? So more than, more than 20 years I uh, have I've been practicing and, and Yokido was founded almost a decade ago. So it's uh, a fair bit of time. Every, every time I think I've been training a long time, I'll, I'll run into someone that's been training for 40 years. And I, I go, well, I guess I'm just a, a beginner here with my, my experience. So I, it's... It's interesting that we, when we look at money and we look at uh, years, it's, it's, there's a quote about, it's not about the years of your life. It's about the life in your years. And, and really that's true with, with martial arts. I see a lot of people that have trained and they have a black belt or they have some, they, they've had this experience, but they haven't gone deep. They just really are, they showed up and they didn't really go deep enough into it. When you go deep, whether it's 20 years or 10 years or five or 40 uh, it, it's really a question of how committed you are. And that's, that goes for everything, whether it's real estate or your family, your spouse, how committed are you and how do you show up? That's the biggest question. It's, I think people sometimes miss 
and they, they think it's just about the time and, and the time is part of it, but it's, there's more to it. It's, it's, it's that level of commitment. Got it. Uh, are, are you still practicing it? How much time you spend like per week basis? So I, I do. It's interesting with, with the martial arts because I, I really practice, it's called walking Aikido where you just walk and, and everything you do is really just a reflection of that. It's um, how you move. There's, there's a, a flow to it. And so I would say that I do it every day and it's, it's in conversations I have. It's, it's how I interact with, with people in public. There's, it's it's interesting when you when you something becomes a part of who you are it's your practice is 24 7 i mean maybe not when you're sleeping but it still could be so it's that that's uh something that doesn't happen automatically but over time it, it does become who you are got it got it and would you share like some no if you ex- any one example how you're implementing that that art into you know financial freedom or apartment investing you know when, when you a lot of times we get stuck because we're going into conflict and and the way we go into conflict is we're not asking questions. We're assuming we know things. And so this, you assume, you know, something about somebody and then you get into a fight and then both people get hurt in business. We assume we know something and a deal falls apart. The, when you're investing and you're doing business, the best thing you can do is ask questions and figure out where somebody's at. And there's, and you go into a relationship with them much easier to do deals when you have trust and trust is built based on listening more than anything else and and then follow through. So the the path to financial freedom is about listening, it's about learning, it's about being present and taking action. And so you're it's the same thing with with the training, the martial arts training. You if you if you aren't present, you're going to get punched in the face and and you're you're never going to understand what's going on because you're going to be on the ground. And that's the same thing with with money and with investing. If you want to if you want to build a portfolio you have to listen, you have to pay attention, you have to be present. You can't let your ego take over or basically you're always going to be fighting. And fighting is not where financial freedom is. It's there's a, when you go into connection and relationship, that's where you'll find financial freedom is happening with you and for you and, and you're not fighting for it. Got it. And that is so powerful. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. So would you share any of your best investing experiences so far? Uh, best investing experiences I've had, it's really interesting being around people that have already been doing something successfully, not for just five minutes, but for, for years and years is the best investing that I've ever done. Whether I'm paying to be a part of a group, whether I'm literally, I, like when I trained in martial arts, I used to pay to be there. I would pay to, to help with the rent. And it was never about making money. It was about developing myself. And so the, the best investment I ever made with, with, um, with investing in real estate was paying to be around people, whether it was flying to show up whether it was going to events, masterminds, it's always about the people. And, and there's leverage and acceleration by being around people that have already gone through it, that are, that are doing it. So that was, that was really the, the process I, I went through, investing well over a million dollars on my personal development by being a part of groups, masterminds and such. That, that changes everything. More than a book, uh, you know, more than even making money in a deal, it's, it's being around people. And, and what happens when you, you're around the right people is that you start becoming them. And so if you pick correctly and you pick well, you're going to end up becoming the thing that you're, you're wanting in your life, the, the person that you want to become. But you really have to be around that. If, if you think that you're going to be around something else and then you're going to be you're going to become the opposite of the thing that you're around all the time, it's virtually impossible. Yeah, got it. So how do you pick right people? Yeah, you have to, I mean, if this is the process where you have to go deep, you have to, you have to ask yourself, okay, this, what does this person actually live the way that, that I envision my life? So 
one thing that's what people a mistake people make is is looking at someone that has a thousand units, a thousand doors, a bunch of apartments, and they go, okay, I want that. Well, if that person just stole and went to jail and and did a lot of bad things, you really don't want to be learning from that person because the the way that they got there has a lot to do with who you're going to become if you start modeling them. So if you have to, how do you find the right person? You, you probably kiss a bunch of frogs and, and you're going to go out there and you're going to be around people and it takes time. It's, it's like dating. You generally don't just look at somebody and go, wow, you're attractive and then marry them. You want to, you want to be around them and you date. So how do you pick the right person? You date people and you, and, and sometimes it's, it's just a time involved thing. You have to spend time getting to know people and, and seeing what's going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain. And that's, that's truly how you get anywhere with anybody. You have to invest the time. It's, there, there is no hack around that. Otherwise, you're just going to you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get some real hot person and, and then you're going to end up becoming something that you don't want to become because you're around the person that you didn't really know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks for explaining that. Yeah. So would you also share any of your challenging experiences? I mean, ch- the challenging experiences are when things go wrong. And the reality is things go wrong in every deal. And, and so, I mean, it's, I've had deals. One of the most challenging ones uh, was, was a deal that, I mean, I had two that happened at the same time. Uh, in fact, I think there were three or four, uh, and this is all in 2008. But the assumptions that I made and having everything go wrong, so uh, being involved with the wrong people, having attorneys mess up, and not knowing any better because you don't really know what you don't know, and and so having things that are filed incorrectly, this is all part of experience. Once you've done things once or twice, you know what your what the thing is going to be. But in the beginning, you don't even know what you don't know. So I, you know, I I remember thinking, oh, I can just run a, an apartment complex and and remotely, I can invest and have the contractors doing their thing, building this thing. And and the problem with that is if you don't have anybody on site that's really paying attention and knows what they're looking for, you can burn through all of your money and still not really have anything done, which is what I did on a project years ago in Tennessee. And, and so one of the lessons there is make sure you're on site. And if you're not on site, somebody that has a very vested interest, that has equity, that has a position in the deal, needs to be on site. You can't do things remote without somebody that's deeply committed and not just committed, but has has skin in the game that's on site. It's a major deal that and I think a lot of people think they can just do everything remote and it'll all work out. But too many things go wrong and nobody knows about it, especially you, if nobody's there to see it and talk about it. Got it. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, Damon? Uh, the the current focus is is really nurturing our our community and and building people up. I, I I firmly believe that it's not just about giving people money or tools. It's about teaching them how to use the tools and teaching them how to how to shift themselves. So I'm excited about the work we're doing with our tribe and, and empowering people so that even when they have the money, they can move to the next step of being free because they've got the the confidence. And so what we're doing is spending a lot of time building the helping people build their confidence. And it, it makes me happy. And I think our, our entire team gets a lot of joy out of out of helping people grow and, and become truly free, not just with a pile of money, but with a, a pile of confidence. Got it. So what drives you for what you you are doing? Yeah, there I, I see people that are good people and and they've become slaves to money because they don't understand it. And they're it drives me every day thinking about how can I help people get free of this? It's because the because my focus went away from money and went into contribution, 
there's a, there's a big shift. And so I wake up thinking about that every day. I don't think about how much money I'm going to make today. I, th- I think about what's the, how can I impact and free another person? How can I give somebody their spouse back? How can I give people time with their, their kids? And so I'm constantly thinking about that. And it's, it's what drives all of us. It's the, it's the movement towards people truly being free of the, of the money being their, their slave master. Cool. So any books that impacted your life and what way? I, I really like, I like George Leonard's book Mastery because it talks about how, how the only way to really go is to go deep. That there, this, this idea of chasing a thousand different things that are all shiny objects is never going to bring fulfillment. Uh, that one's a, a key one for, for people to, to read. I think we all need to have principles and values that drive us. It makes, it makes decisions very easy when you have a very specific rule book. And so Ray Dalio's book, Principles, is one of those, those key books that sh- should be studied because we all need to choose what our principles are and then not violate them, really own them and embrace them so that as we go through life, we're consistent. Consistency creates a sense of calm and it takes away a lot of the stress. And stress is, quite frankly, the, the biggest killer that, that's out there. So having principles will, will actually probably save your life in many cases. Powerful. How can laziness can, can connect with you, Damien? Best place to connect with me is is to um, find me on financialunderdogs.com. It's my podcast and the website, and and just you, know, you can hear me more and hear what I have to say about the, the monetary system and investing and what's going on with Congress. And so every every week I've got new insights into what I'm seeing and and give people additional uh, ways to find their path towards financial freedom. Cool. And thank you very much, Damien. And thank you for adding value to the show. Happy to do it. Always a pleasure to be with you. Sure. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.